Uh, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingber, and I am your host. And with me today is the uh, for our first episode is my guest, Graham Davidson, who has been a student of the website Treehouse for a long time, and he has built himself quite the web career since starting out. And I'm so glad uh, to have you on the show, Graham. Why don't you, before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself and give people a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, well, th- first of all, thanks for having me on the, the first show, Ruben. Um, really much appreciated. Um, I mean, a little bit of background about me is, and I used to have, you know, I've been a, a member of, of Treehouse for ages. Uh, I'm essentially a, a pretty much a front-end developer um, for an agency in Birmingham in the UK. Uh, I've been with the same company now for um, nearly approaching four years. Um, but you know, before that, I'd done a world of different things, um, from you know, marketing manager for a big manufacturing company to um, you know, new business management for agencies. And it, you know, it was a real sort of jack of all trades before I came across um, web development, which has become a, a little bit more of a vocation than a job, I think. Well, that's great. So, so you started out in uh, web development and marketing, or marketing and business development. And I was wondering what drove you to, you know, sort of change paths and go to this whole new web world and web development type thing. Um, you know, I think it's really interesting when people, um, when people, you know, sort of change change paths. And I was wondering sure. why you changed paths and what made you do it. I mean, to be honest with you, it, it came about um, almost by accident. Um, essentially, what I'd done is I'd had sort of. Um, a little bit of a, a sketchy career, if you will. Um, you know, I did really well at university, and so I went on and became a marketing manager for um, a manufacturing company, but I got made redundant from that. And my brother-in-law, in all his intense wisdom, went, oh, why, why don't you start your own agency? That'd be a good idea. Um, and at that time, because I'd been on sort of the management side, I had very, very limited skills. I mean, I'd always, always messed about with computers since... You know, I was sort of 10, 12 when, you know, literally, I mean, I'm 41 now, so the first computers were literally just coming out. Um, so it always been sort of a, a little bit of a hobby. Um, but I started out really with sort of print and design and doing event management and that kind of thing. It was all really self-taught stuff. And this is, this is back in the days when, you know, people were on sort of, you know, dial-up modems and, you know, knowledge of, of that kind of stuff didn't really exist. So... It was a lot of sort of, you know, one step forward, 14 steps backwards kind of thing. Um, and, and, and it had been a real mixed bag of results. It had gone from, you know, sort of doing quite well, building an agency where there's sort of you know, three of us working there. You know, and in the end, it all just went, unfortunately, pop for us. And, you know, I mean, we, we went bankrupt as a, as a family, which was you know, quite a traumatic thing. And, and then essentially, I just... I kind of just sort of fell into the web design stuff. You know, more and more people were asking. I was doing sort of you know freelance things and you know just little bits and pieces, but more and more people were asking about it. Um, and it, and it did just develop and develop and develop um, up until the stage where I thought, yeah, you know, I'm confident enough to sort of, you know try and approach a company for a full time job. Um, and that's sort of really sort of a, a little roadmap, if you like, of sort of you know where I've come from. So when you were first starting out, you were learning, and this was pre Treehouse. So I was, I, w- I would love to know, like what you use, like, you know, now today there's, it's so, it's, you know, fairly simple for somebody to like 
pick up the skills. You don't even need a Treehouse account. You can go on YouTube and see dozens of videos where there's Skillshare or there's so many other things. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm wondering what you used then versus now. That's a very, very good question, Ruben. I mean, just as you ask that, I'm just I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, there were magazines around and there was, you know, there's little bits of tutorials, but I mean, it, it was mainly sort of, you know, picking up books and things. And, you know, there, there was quite a few. I mean, I, I was quite, um, I'd always been, from, from the design perspective, I'd always been sort of uh, a Quark Express in, in his day, which obviously sat alongside Photoshop. I mean, obviously now he's in design and Photoshop. Um, and that kind of obviously led into the Dreamweaver side of things. And and back then, you know, it was, oh, you know, Dreamweaver was great because you got this WYSIWYG and you use that. And, you know, and what, and what you see when you're using the WYSIWYG is what you're going to see when you put it online. And obviously that's not the case. <laughs> of course. But, but, you know, at that time, you know, it seemed a relatively simple exercise. Um, and I say, and, and there was books and things that you would um, you would pick up and find and, you know, there was there were really sort of a lot more um, software specific. I think you know there, there, there were books on Dreamweaver rather than books on web development, which okay. which I think sort of a, a you know a marked transition. You know, it, it's interesting because you know now it's so easy, and there there are even still roadblocks for people to learn. Like I, you know, myself, I'm a I'm a you know I'm learning to be a front end developer, and I'm building the skills mm. and all these things. But I still come across things that I'm just like, I don't get it. I wish somebody could explain it to me. And now I just go online, whether it's to the Treehouse Forum or to a Facebook group or something else, and somebody answers my question fairly quickly, or you have Stack Overflow. You know, as you were starting out, as you were starting out, this stuff didn't exist, and I'm wondering... I mean, the the communities, I mean, there was, you know, there was an... um, Was it an Adobe forum? I don't even think Dreamweaver was an an Adobe product then. I think it was... um, Gosh, I can't remember who made Dreamweaver. But they became sort of the Adobe forum, but you know, absolutely nowhere near the kind of level of support there is now. I mean, when I started using Treehouse, um, because when I started my job, I mean, you know, I didn't even really, you know, the actual architecture of looking at a web page was, you know, pretty alien to me, even, you know, when I got the job that I've got now, compared to, you know, how you write code now, um, you know, from what you've learned and you know, what you've picked up and been able to develop. Um, you know th- that that was just miles away from from where I'm at. You know at this point, and so to be able to sort of you know even just a few years ago to be able to sort of go onto a Facebook group and just go, yeah, look, I'm doing this, this, and this, and you know it's really not working. And and people were just you know, really generous with the time and support. Um, and that that has been one of the key things that sort of you know helped me being able to learn. And you know, like you say, you can you can go on the Stack Overflow. Or, and go on to forum or Facebook group or whatever, and somebody will have the answer. Somebody will have had this problem and yeah. be able to help you. And yeah. just... I, I think it's just so amazing that people are so willing to freely give their time. I mean, for, for instance, you know, this podcast, I posted the first edition of the website to the Treehouse Forum a few days ago, and I got so much feedback so quickly, and I've been able to really you know, hone my skills just because people were like, hey, did you notice that this isn't working? Or, hey, did you notice that... You could do this easier, and yeah. it's just amazing. Now, I was wondering what you would what you would have considered your roadblocks when you were first starting out, and what roadblocks have come up in the years that you've been learning. Like now, you're pretty you know you're a pretty established developer, and you're you know doing this full time, and you know the roadblocks have obviously come down. But I wonder what type of barriers you you saw at the beginning, and what <laughs> barriers you kind of see continuing on. Um, my uh, um. 
I guess I can be honest with you, Reuben, can't I? Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're, we're friends already. <laughs> um, when when I was first starting out, um, I would um, because you know you, you're trying to earn money for yourself and your family. Um, yeah. Essentially, when you're doing it, and I was at the time. You know, this, this wasn't a job for me. This was you know this was our business. This is what we were doing. And the number of times that I have overpromised and underdelivered on something in the earlier days, just phenomenal. Um, because you know people would ask something, and if you didn't have the level of knowledge to understand how that thing, not even just to be able to do it, but to be able to maybe understand and then be able to brief somebody else, if you didn't have that level of knowledge, that could cause you real, real problems. Um, you know, when you're talking, you know, if a client says. Oh, you know, and you know, I, I want to have a product database, and can it do X, Y, and Z? And you're like, oh, yes, 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 I can do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> but, but then not to actually know how to get that X, Y, and Z onto the screen. And it's a problem that I have um, with people currently. People, I, 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 we do bits of work for sort of, you know, other agencies and things where we are now, where, you know, they'll be out sort of selling, you know, web skills or, or what have you, but we actually sort of do the development work for them. Yeah, and, and and the number of times that they won't actually know what they're talking about, but they will sell it, is is frightening. And I, and I know exactly where they're coming from because I've done it. Of course, so, but but to have that knowledge, and, you know, and even you know, I, I can't do everything. I mean, there's, there's, I look at my stuff on a continual basis. And I think it's rubbish. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I, I think we all do as, as as you know developers. You know, as your biggest critic. But to be able to know who might be able to help you or be able to know in your mind the path that that particular project should go down and therefore you can guide it maybe with somebody else if you can't do it yourself. I think that's a, a massive thing and something I wish I'd done more in the early days. So, you know, answering your question, you know, the, the roadblock then was a, a real sort of knowledge gap between what I wanted to offer clients and what I was able to offer clients. Um, and, you know, now hopefully I'm just not that stupid. <laughs> Now, this, this, this knowledge gap that you talk about, um, I think it's very interesting because I think a lot of people, uh, myself included, you know, we spend a lot of time learning and building our skills and we get to a point where we are building things that are, you know, fairly nice and our friends and our family, you know, love them and they keep telling us, oh, this project's great, this thing is so cool, you know, you do this, it's great. But then you go out and you're like, I want to, you know, I want to work in the industry, I want to change my career, I want to do this. And you're sort of like you present yourself as this thing. How long does it take, or how long do you think it takes, or how much knowledge does it take for somebody to have to be like, okay, I'm ready to apply to be a front end developer at X agency or at X company? You know, I mean, I just think it's. A, I think people for people sometimes hold themselves back, and they feel as if, you know, they. I guess you could call it almost imposter syndrome. That you know, they think like, oh, I've learned all this stuff, but. I'm not really a front-end developer yet, but, you know. That, that, I, I don't think um, you could have hit the nail any square on the head with that if you tried. Um, you know, it is so true. And particularly with the amount of stuff that you see now. Uh, I mean, you know, you go on to Dribbble or, you know, you go on to any of the sort of, you know, portfolio sites or the critiquing sites or, or you know, or just even stuff that we see on sort of the Facebook groups or the people, the stuff that people at Treehouse are developing. And you look at it and you just think, you know, it's like apples and oranges here. Um, you know, it's it's real. You know, I'm at one level, but you know, there's, there's people out there that are in industry that are at another level. Yeah. 
it's it is it is so so difficult. Um, you know, you, you've just got to have um, the confidence in terms of what you do. And if and if you're going for you know an interview or you're going for you know an initial client meeting, you've got to have that confidence in your own ability. Or even if you don't have the confidence, be able to you know portray a level of confidence that you know makes other people you know puts their mind at rest that yes you're the person that can produce this and then this knocks back to what i said if you know in your heart heart you, know, you might not think that you're the best developer in the world but if you can do a job for someone then you know the little areas that are missing you know, you'll be able to pick up advice from people you know it's on the job training um, essentially at the end of the day and, and particularly for me that's where, where i work at the moment with plus one so much of my development has actually come from just being literally dropped in the deep end. And it's just, you know, here's a project. This is what it needs to do. I mean, I think, I think that's the best feeling, being dropped, in, dropped into the deep end of the pool and just trying to figure out how to swim and stay above water. I think, I think yeah. this industry just allows people uh, to have the ability to go ahead and, you know, not know what they're doing one day, but spend a few hours, and the next day they're like, wow, I made this. It harks back to what we were just saying about, you know, and, and people giving their time. I mean, I remember when I started at Plus One, I was working on a project, and there was a couple of guys from, you know, I want, and I won't embarrass them by name, but on, on, the, um, on the Facebook group, as it was then, you know, and these guys were spending sort of, you know, half a day with me. And, and they're in employment themselves at that time, you know, they're working for somebody else. But they're just, you know, they're literally dropping what they do. And, you know, and you're sharing FTP access and, you know, you let them on the stuff and they're fixing problems for you and things like that. And, you know, it's, that is just, you can't put a price on that. No, of course not. Really cannot. So I was wondering if you could tell me, you know, the first thing you built that you put on the internet, <laughs> what was it? And if right. you could look at it today, if you could look at it today, I don't know if it even exists. But if you could look at that first thing you built on the internet, whether it was your first website or whatever it might be, what do you think you would say to the person who created that? You know, I mean, I, I can remember what it was. Um, what was it? That it must have been that. Um, I, I did um, when I was doing sort of my own business. There was um, a company that I used to do, um, you know, like point of sale things for. They had um, it was essentially that sort of like a restaurant. Um, and they had sort of, it was a franchise um, thing they were selling. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys in the States are familiar with them, but Cornish pasties. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can Google that room when you get a second. I will. But basically, um, you know, it's a, a, um, it's a delicacy is the right word, but you, you, you're familiar with Cornwall in the UK. It's right down the bottom of the UK. Um, essentially, they make, this, um, they make this dish called a pasty. And um, there, there was a, it was a franchise business. And I made a website for them, but you know, again back then, this was all tables, um, and you know, there was no, you know, there was no, not there was no structure to it, but you know, you weren't using sectional code as such. It was just you know, tables with padding and cells and <laughs> just all all the fun and games that that came with that. Um, but you know, it was things like you know the size of the images when you're uploading them and. Because you, you had such a slower connection, of course. That you know, and, and to be fair, you know that's that's still a good um, you know elements of that have sort of stood me in good stead. Because you know, for my sins, I do quite a lot of email marketing um, in my current position, and you know, you'll know yourself. That's all 
you know, you've got to build email marketing like you were building websites 10 years ago. Exactly. So, you know, that sort of, you know, stands in good stead. And also sort of the image optimization side of it, that stands in good stead as well because, you know, although you've got, you know, broadband and fiber optics and what have you now, you know, you still got to be quite careful in terms of the size of the sites you develop. Yeah, of course. I, you know, on this idea of what you've built and what you've made, what would you consider is your – what is your favorite website that you've put together, a favorite web item that you've built – uh, whether you built it from the ground up or you worked with a team on it doesn't matter. But I'm wondering, like, what are you most proud of? Um, I would say my, sorry, my, my proudest one is the one that I built for my sister. Um, because I, I don't tend to uh, work very much for um, family and friends just because I had a little bit of experience with it in the early days. If things, can go, if things go wrong on it, um, you know, it can leave sort of a you know a little bit of a bitter taste. It could lead. It could lead to very awkward Christmas dinners. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we our Christmas dinners are awkward enough as they are. There's only any more of that. But um, my sister, um, when she was younger, she got um, and that, this sounds terrible because I was going to say it sounds more traumatic than it is, but it was probably very traumatic for her and my family. And by the time I was four and I went around my Andes and I played TV video games, so I was quite happy. But she got mauled by a tiger. Oh, man. Um, and it was, I mean, to be fair, you know, it, was, it was a tiger cub and it was a local zoo. She was working in the zoo. She's taken a tiger from one cage to another and they basically just reached up and just sort of, you know, scratched her face and, and, and mauled her face quite badly. So, but I mean, she's, I mean, she's now, I, I might as well say this because she'll never hear this, but she's nearly 50. Um, she's not just 47, but she's, <laughs> um, and, um, she's, she's got a number of businesses and, and one of them, she set up um, a charity because obviously tigers are endangered species. Um, and she's obviously got sort of, you know, quite, um, a, a strong leaning towards them as a, as a species. And, um, she set up a, a, a business called Tiger J chocolates. So a lot of her businesses are food and wine related and she makes handmade chocolates and, and sells them and raises money to help support the tigers. So I built an Line um, shop for her for that. She's having problems with the person that had developed it for her before, and and she really likes it and she does quite well from it and it helps the tigers and um, you know so that's a good thing. And then also you know people in the family think, oh, Grim's not just stupid and not just playing on computers all day. Actually, are <laughs> useful. So yeah, so you know from that perspective, I like. But I, I always and I was, I was saying this to somebody the other day. A lot of things that we do, particularly in the business that I'm in, and you know, I don't know how other people find it. But um, we do quite a lot of, not repetitive work as such, but our websites, because we work quite extensively for the licensed trade. And so I'm talking about sort of pubs and hotels and restaurants, so where budget isn't always particularly very high. So, you know, we've got to find a way to make money on the sites that we do. So, you know, we will, you know, work to a pretty similar template for, you know, different styles of businesses. But, you know... I always try and enjoy the thing that I'm doing at that moment, even if it's just, you know, how the code looks on the page. Of course. Uh, you know, how it's indented and or, or just try and find your little new things, you know, just something different in everything you do. Um, that's, you know, so it's usually the thing that I've been working on you know, last is the thing that I enjoy the most. Yeah. So, now, now, I have a question for you. You mentioned when you were, you mentioned just now, 
this idea that your family and people will think like you spend all day playing on the computer. And I think that's something that a lot of people who are learning, who are spending their free time, you know, they might be sitting on their couch next to their wife or they might be sitting on the couch next to their mom or whatever. And they're on their computer plugging away. And most people think that they're just, you know, playing around on Facebook (laughs) or something like that, but really they're doing something. How do you, you know, how do you explain that to people? You know, like I try all the time to explain to friends and family, what it is that I do and what it is that I do on the computer all day. And they're like, I, I don't get it. No. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, and loads of people will be like this, you know, I mean, it it is. And I think I sort of said at the outset, you know, it's a vocation. I mean, you know, you just, even when you're not working, you're working, you're always looking at new things and different things. And I mean, I'm quite fortuitous in the, you know, I've got a very understanding wife in, in terms of that respect. And, um, and then, and, but unfortunately, everybody in the family thinks that you're their uh, constant IT support. <laughs> if it's anything to do with a computer, irrespective of whether that's email or battery life of it, you are suddenly IT support for the world. I know exactly what you're saying. Oh, and it drives you around a twist. Um, but, no, I mean, yeah, you, you, I mean, I, again, you know, I'm, from my perspective, it doesn't really sort of impact on me that much because I do, I do a lot of, I mean, I have a, a big old commute um, on, a, on a daily basis. I mean, I have a two-hour commute on the way in and a two-hour commute on the way back. Um, and that's, um, you know, I use train travel quite extensively. Yeah. So, you know, I've got, I've got downtime where, you know, I can just sit and read and I can play around with code on my laptop on the train. Uh, and, you know, I just, I just you know, look for the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and and the, the family here are understanding, but everybody just thinks that you do just mess around on Facebook because that's what they see you doing. Yeah, uh, and they, and they, and they, they they just don't understand. And I've I've stopped. I mean, I, I read an article a little while ago that sort of talked about you know what do you say to people is your job title, um, and you know, and to ninety percent of people you can't say anything else other than I build websites because. You know, user experience or back-end developer or, you know, whatever title you actually have doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. So I want to ask you uh, uh, something else that you had mentioned before. Mm. Um, You, you know, you you switched paths and you changed paths. Yes. And we talked about this whole imposter syndrome and that whole idea. When did you – when did you consider yourself, like, I'm no longer – a business marketing person. I am a web developer. You know, like when did when did you make that transition? That's a very good question. Um, I would say that um, it kind of sort of came in um, in two. Um, no, I mean it, it keeps it keeps happening over and over again. Um, it, it's very very weird um, because when when I got um, taken on plus one where I work now, that was my title. So therefore. You know, I was now doing my own thing. I wasn't being an entrepreneur, business person. Uh, you know, I was making money as a digital developer. You know, it's ticking the box. That's what you're doing. Um, so from, from one perspective, it was that. But as you say, you know, you've got this imposter syndrome thing going on. Um, so you, you're always sort of, you know, questioning yourself and things. And, I, in, and in one regard, I'm quite fortuitous where I am because I'm the only one there that does any kind of web development stuff. So you're not really sort of comparing yourself internally against people. It's only the things that you see online. Um, but um, quite, quite recently, um, it struck me. I thought, 
well, I must be, I must be getting better at it. So I ditched Dreamweaver off and I started using Sublime Text. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, I'm like one of the cool kids now. So you know, and and it's and it's little things like that. And then you know, I've started doing the um, the console training in Treehouse, and I'm like, whoa, this is new and this is different. And like, this is like this is like proper computer work, not just you know messing around with you know HTML and CSS and things. So you know, it just as your experience evolves, you always sort of feel like sort of you're a little bit like you're moving on to the next level with things. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I think so, I think I think it does take something to sort of it it takes something for you to feel that you're making that step into the career. And then every day something new happens that you feel that you're more legitimate or something. I mean, and and, so, and sometimes as well, you know, you can just, I mean, I, I was doing a project a little while about, and I was chatting to somebody on, on Facebook about this. I'm like, this is just making no, and we're doing some PHP stuff. And I'm like, this is just making no sense. Thing. And he says, just, just one day it'll click. Yeah. It'll I, click. And, and, and it doesn't click, not everything clicks into place, but just little, little bits of it just start to make sense. And you, know, and, you, and you see common patterns in things, you think, oh, well, I was doing that in PHP, but that's a, bit, a little bit similar to how I'm doing that in JavaScript. And, and, and it, it all kind of eventually sort of starts molding itself together, but I don't know how long it takes, but I'm still, I mean, I'm still learning away. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a con- like for the web developer community and for anybody just starting out who might be listening to this. Something that's so important to know is that you you never stop learning. You're always building on your skills, and you're never going to be a hundred percent. Even even you know the top developers at Facebook or whatever are still learning new things every day. I think at least. So I, read, um, I don't know. What, I don't think you guys get Net Magazine. Did you get Net Magazine? I've actually read it in Barnes and Noble once. It's yeah. uh, that you can subscribe to it in the U.S., but I've I've read it once in Barnes and Noble. I haven't bought it yet. Well, I got we we subscribe to it every every month, and um, there was an article in there about what people look for in terms of the next web position, and I think it was something ridiculous. I'm not actually got it in front of me. Um, no, not going in front of me, but I think it was sort of like twenty-four percent of people look for the opportunity to develop, you know, to, to, the opportunity to be able to train and learn more skills, um, and that was the main category that attracted people to a job. Yeah, uh, and you know, to be able to find a job that, that allows you to do that and doesn't expect you to be the finished article, um, you know, that's uh, I think that's uh, you know something to be treasured really if you can find it. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree if I you know. Looking for a job, I would think that that would be one of the top things on my list. Is something that you can grow through and build on your skills and get better at. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess we'll call this the final, you know, the second to last question. Um, <laughs> but uh, what advice, you know, what one piece of advice would you give to someone who is just starting out? You know, they've just bought their Treehouse membership or they're <laughs> opening, you know, HTML and CSS one hundred and one. Um, you know, what piece of advice would you give them, um, you know, to keep them going and to get them started? I mean, it's, it's something which I've thought about a little bit before, really. And it's um, the one thing I would say is do something every day, even if you're only doing one six minute video. And, and sometimes, you know, what, I mean, I, I'm quite heavily into my console stuff at the moment on Treehouse, but when I'm really stretched for time, and I can, you can't do it all the time because, you know, life gets in the way of stuff. But even if you just try and do one little bit a day, it just adds up. Um, and then, you know, and, and be consistent with that. Um, because that's what, you know, because some people, you know, some people learn, you know, do everything. You've got to learn, you'll sit down and learn it for like three weeks solid. 
but you know you can't always do that and if and you know what it's like i mean if, if you leave a computer alone for a period of time and you, you you go away and you do something else or i mean it's got it's like when i go on holiday when i come back from being on holiday it's like i've forgotten where the keys are <laughs> it's you know it's it's that kind of thing it's like when you used to go to school and you, you, you come back on holiday your writing's all mess but yeah it's, it's being consistent and doing something every day um is you know that is without question what i would say Okay, and then obviously this is the last question, but uh, sure. where can we find? Where can we and the listeners find you on the internet? You know, Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Well, I've just put my little um, holding page up today, which is just G. So that's uh, J U S T G dot uh, co uk, um, and uh, Twitter is J G tweeting. Um, but all the little links are on the site and stuff and things. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and essentially I want to try and make that sort of a little bit of a blog. I'm going to put on uh, a little tutorials of things I picked up from magazines that I'm going to just try and play with and just you know mess about with different bits of code, really. Great. Um, so. Well, Graham, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Our first episode of what <laughs> is going to be a fantastic show. I think, I think we have, you know, the next six weeks or so of guests already lined up. People are excited about it. Um, and I'm so excited that we had the opportunity to talk today and, uh, get to know you a little bit better. And for those that are listening, follow the show on Twitter at hold a pencil, uh, H O L D A P N C I L and subscribe to the newsletter at how to hold a Have a great day, everyone.